Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is the Sexy Unique Podcast, an exploration of Vanderpump Rules. Ain't nobody got me feeling like I'm feeling you. And I'm your host, Laura Marie Shane Hall. Everybody freeze, put your hands up. We ain't about to take it easy, I hope you cakes up. London with the beat, here we go so in. Got a girl with a friend, you be both win. So, should we. Hi, everybody. Hi, everyone. I'm Carrie O'Donnell. I'm Laura Marie Shane Halls. And this is our sexy, unique podcast. Podcast. Regular. Regular. Third edition. Alley edition. Third edition. Alleyway edition. Danica edition. Breathalyzer <laughs> to start car edition. Breathalyzer edition. We've all blown in breathalyzer, breathalyzer to start the Zoom. Have you? <laughs> Karen. So just Karen, a little background. There's a new character on Vanderpump Rules who's amazing and she's the future of the show. Um, uh-huh. one of our first glimpses of her, we see her in like a blinding, like LA glare in like a parking lot, starting her car by blowing into a breathalyzer. <laughs> oh, like she's got a special drunk person's car. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So she's like, car. that's like one of our first real like moments with her. And it was just, I think a perfect, you don't need anything more than that. That's perfect reality TV. Cause it tells you everything you need to know about that person. Right. Indeed. She's, she's not going to be stopped by her own addictions. No. She's going to get. Go. She's going to get to happy hour by breathing into a breathalyzer. <laughs> she's empowered. Um, Karen, I just have to like right, like what are some of what have you? I know you watch reality TV, or like yes. you ha- you go through like periods of. So like, what are some of your all time faves? Just like over the last few years, or in I core. Would- now, do you, is it like kind of Bravo celebrity only or do you, because the first thing that popped in my hi- into my mind was when Survivor started and how. Oh no, that's great. That, yeah, that me anything. Was. Oldest of schools. Like I was on the season one Survivor train where I was like, what? And then I later felt guilty because part of what I loved was how much weight they lost on camera down to the (laughs) point where they were just wrapping like a single thing around their boobs or waist and being like, yeah, it's me at the campfire or whatever. Like there was part of it that was, yeah, there was a little bit of uh, eating disorder, snick sickness in the the draw, but that was, I would say my kind of first entree. Then Mm -hmm. uh, I guess I would like, Oh, the Osbournes. I mean, oh. I, I fell in love with that whole family. Kelly Osbourne. Me too. One time she accused Jack of being a racialist. And it was, I know that's maybe how they say it in, <laughs> in some ways in England, but it was the funniest. I thought she just said it wrong. And it, everything about that, that whole thing, I was just like, oh yeah, I get to spy on people. Like they've yes. made TV where I get to spy on real people. This is the dream. Um, it's a delight. It Fly is. On but the then wall. I get... Right. But I get to um, 
when I watch anything, like regular TV or reality TV, I, I do a lot of like, who am I and who do I identify with? And then I get too into it. So if it's too um, dark or the people are too a certain way, I can't, I have to like, it's almost like I'm at a party with them or I'm becoming mm-hmm. them and I want to get away from it. Like, right keep my indie roots or something as if I ever could <laughs> even probably get a reservation at Sir or any of these places. But like, I get to like, um, I get to, to in it. Like one time I watched a Kardashians marathon. I think I honestly watched it for six hours straight. And I was yeah. like, I couldn't take my eyes off it. I, no, it's, it's mesmerizing. I didn't, it really was. And it was like a really soothing it was kind of a bad time and things were very harried in other parts of my life. And then suddenly it was just like everything made sense at their house. And there was yeah. just a lot of dead eyed talking and salads. Salad. And I was like, this is the simplicity I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, and I, I, it's surprising to me that I haven't gotten more into the whole real housewives, uh, you know, legacy but because i really love rich people and i'm fast i want to know anything about all the things they do um but i guess i i think i just didn't have like the right friend to get into it with or i need people like i had a friend who explained to me what was happening on 90 day fiance she was like just watch this with me and i was like i can't i can't i'll get upset and she's like you won't sit down and then i was like okay and then of course probably four minutes in, I was like screaming at the TV and we were all like, it was the whole emotional roller coaster of that. 90 90 day fiance. I have just gone into it in the last year. It is. I, there was a day where I watched it for 10 hours straight. Yeah. (laughs) Sunday. I just, I couldn't, that show is next level. And I'm the real trick or the real treat of that show is going to 90 before the 90 days when the American has to go to the foreign country. So there it's like a power reversal. And that's what I like to see. I think that's the one I watched because you were tweeting about the same lady that I was obsessed with who got ready in the airport bathroom for 45 minutes. Darcy. For her. Darcy <laughs> Silva. Who is an, she's an identical twin and they were on a reality show in the 2000, in the early 2000s. And they are both, it is like, she gets, she gets, she only wears coats, no pants. And yes. she got ready in the Heathrow bathroom. Right? And, and bit, yeah, thigh high boots. Thigh high boots. That's yeah. a good look. Honestly, she's a great she look. She can rock Balmain. it. <laughs> Balmain. I would do it in. <laughs> Balmain is shook. The collection Balmain is, is shook out. at Heathrow. And she's just spraying <laughs> perfume like up her legs and it's and into her long like flasher coat. And it's just like, it's amazing. It's a chemical she- attack. but also that dude that she was going to meet told her he wasn't going to pick her up because she needed to get ready like see those kinds of things that happen on those kinds of shows then i'm like furious for two hours like there's a lot of emotional um uh price that i pay in these shows where i kind of get so into it that i'm like i'm legitimately angry at the dude that told her I'm not going to pick you up, which is absolutely what he should have done. Sends a driver. Yeah. He sends a driver and he says, I need, he's like, I know you'll need time to brush your teeth after getting off a plane. And she just goes, okay. Like you see like a hint of like doubt or like, Hmm, red flag, but she goes along with it. Yeah, she does. But anything for love, anything for love, (laughs) anything for any love. 
But the best thing about Darcy specifically is she starts off on this on the series um, dating this Dutch guy who's like half her age. He's a total nightmare, abusive, horrible. And then she finds a way to get back on the show by dating another foreign guy. So it's like I I just think she's going to keep going, just dating different men, like in foreign countries. And I think it's a great genius way to stay on TV. Well. Also because she seems to on paper have it all. Like I feel like that's the her body type, her face, hair, the way she's put together, the fact that she can wear her jacket, no pants and thigh high boots and be like, <laughs> I'm going into a restaurant and everything's fine. Like when mm-hmm. she was that shot where she was walking into the restaurant, I it was like I was walking down a sidewalk with no pants on. It was the, the <laughs> like the feeling I had of like, we can't do this. This isn't right. <laughs> Like, haven't I, you ever done? I've done. I, 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 we've all done that. And no pants, <laughs> right? Yeah. First date, no pants. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've all walked down the sidewalk. Not, not afraid. We've all walked into like but, an eatery, not wearing pants. <laughs> to eat, <laughs> they, they just get in the way. But then, like when I watched a couple episodes of Vanderpump Rules in in the early days, and and like. I don't want to, I feel like if I, I'm just going to talk a light shit, but I know it'll be like, how dare you? He's the greatest or whatever. But the second Jax was on camera, it was like, I felt like I had to run out of the room. There's something about that type of dude, which is extremely LA brand man that it just, I can't have it in my world. I don't want it in my world. Like kind of like a, healthy person's reaction to seeing jacks like that's how you know everything's <laughs> going pretty good for you and like therapy's going well and you've really confronted like past life issues and you're in yeah. a good place mm-hmm. my yeah. reaction was like hot like give me yeah more. same <laughs> get in there i had a it's period where it goes back and forth i think i just immediately was like he's crazy hot that's the reason he's where he Danger. is and yeah. he's going to say something that will crush my soul. Like if I open this door, I'm I'm in my own living room. But literally, I'm just like, he's going to say something to me. Like it's that weird seventh grade panic that he. No, he does induce terror. He's a full terrorist. And I think he has like an ozone that you can just you can just detect. And you're like, you're being pulled into it, but also repelling from it. I had yeah. a period where I saw Jax like every week on the street. And, I felt. I, I saw him the first time I ever saw him was at NASCAR. I went to a NASCAR race and out in like near Palm Springs. And I said to my boyfriend, you, you I was ran like, across the track. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was the flag girl. Um, and I, I said to my boyfriend, I think, I feel like we're going to see the Vanderpump Rules people. And then literally two minutes later, he went, there they are. And we looked over and we saw all the boys together. And then I, and then we were walking down the street a few weeks later. And I said, I feel like we're going to see Jax. And then he went, oh, there he is. And he was in getting a muscle shake. (laughs) Like standing, like leaning on the bar. I do. Haley Joel Osment, but with just Jax. (laughs) With fucking Jax Taylor. (laughs) Who is kind of like a dead person when you think about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, He's ghost-like for sure. But also there was like, yeah, there was some interactions that I witnessed on that show. And I'm sure if I dug in and actually got to know them, I would care a little bit more and be less judgmental, I think. But yeah, there was just a couple interactions where I was just like, 
these are the kind of people that make me feel bad for wanting to be smart. Like for when I was young, (laughs) wanting to be smart, because it was like clearly not the direction to go here in Los Angeles. (laughs) That's the vibe I start to get of like, you weren't invited to this party. Yeah. So direct interaction sometimes is just, it's like too much. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I haven't interacted with them. Like Laura's probably had the most of, of the three of us. I've had so a lot I've... and it's un, it's very unsettling and unsafe at the end of the day. <laughs> it's like flying too close to the sun in a lot of cases. And did you like just approach them and say, Hey, I'm a fan. Yeah, there were some, like, it was kind of back because I started podcasting about them like in season three. So it hadn't really popped off as like a popular show yet. So they were still like, accessible or more accessible and so i would just see them sometimes and be like hey i'm a huge fan of your work can i give you a book of mine and they were really (laughs) excited about that you i mean that was a good i think you you knew that was the right i feel like that was the right moment for you to give them because that's like in their wheelhouse i feel like like that you know what i mean like that book yeah and i wasn't i wasn't bullshitting either like i was a huge fan of their work I sure. wish I could say I still am, but the show has really taken a turn. Can you My favorite. Add, sorry, go ahead. Season, just what season is it? It's season, season eight. eight. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, you have a full history. What a history. <laughs> what, what a history. Um, I, I think my favorite moment I ever had was I was at, I went to a screening of Fifty Shades of Grey, like three. And I was sitting there in the arc light and I turned around and Stassi and Katie Maloney were sitting behind me with their friends who are cast members. And I just, it truly felt like a too close to the sun thing. I was like, wow, I, I'm like, I felt like suddenly like very frail and like exposed. <laughs> and I did hear at one point, I heard one of them go, Oh, that's so nice. At one point, like during the movie. And I was just like, oh, this is just a, this is a convergence of things. <laughs> Wait, and I really love to see it? it. Fifty Shades of Grey, like three. <laughs> that's so nice. Oh, he's whipping her. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> that's so nice. He took her in a plane. He's, nice. he's keeping her prisoner. <laughs> he's actually really nice about this prisoner thing. <laughs> <laughs> he hit her too hard, but then he apologized. Yeah. <laughs> Really he has sweet. velvet. He has velvet drapes. It's nice. There's nice. leather in there. Yeah, it's nice. Um, so but for Housewives, Karen, you I know because we were talking because that's you kind of got into listening to us talk about Jersey Housewives, <sighs> and you were yes. I think you were you were articulating this feeling that First you had of like, okay. Can I just say <laughs> it's an honor to be here because I've I get up in the morning and put on I'm all up in your Patreon put on those old episodes. Like, cause I Carrie, it was one of those kind of things where, cause I've been friends with Carrie for a while, but, and he was tweeting about like, Oh, I'm a, I'm guesting on this podcast again, which of course is just like, it's not about me. Like scroll, scroll, scroll. And after seeing you do it five times, I was like, Oh my God, Carrie's on a podcast. I should at least listen to it. And from jump, which I wonder if the first one was, um, uh, the, Sicilian Sicilian Is it Logan yeah. Island? 
Oh, New it could have been. I mean, because then I also did gallery girls. I kind of went back, like started here and then went back and went through. And it was just, it's been my morning routine for a while. And I've only known a couple of the people, literally probably four of the people you've been talking about throughout all of these people. (laughs) So it's like my friends are telling me a story about other people they know. (laughs) <laughs> and in my mind, it's just like, these are just people you guys know. So I'm just listening to you guys basically talk shit and tell stories about people you know. That's what it <laughs> feels like. That makes it's me really insane. happy. <laughs> you know, I'm so really... happy to be with you in the mornings. Yeah, I'm happy to be part you of your are, morning. And... <laughs> I'm happy that I get to talk back. Finally, because there's been a couple <laughs> times where like, when you guys get into, when you guys start getting into the like, what in my mind, it becomes a little play where you're talking about what they're doing. Then you're doing what they're doing. That's, that's like, that's golden (laughs) podcasting for me. It's so hilarious. But then also like the way you're being, I mean, not that you wouldn't be, but like the way you tell these stories of these people, like for example, that um, fundraiser for the baby with cancer, where they started a fight where like, you're trying to tell the story and then when Danielle stopped crashed a baby with leukemia's beef and beer benefit <laughs> with nine actual gangsters in tow. No, with members of hell's angels, literal oh, yeah, hell's, and hell's angel. angel. <laughs> and what did she out do? Danny and she angel. said, <laughs> and she went up to the baby's parents and said something like, I'll be fine or whatever. Oh man! She, yeah, she also, made it. She I was like, it, <laughs> she was like, she was like, this. She's like, I can't believe this is happening to me right now. And these people <laughs> are like, hey, we just took a break from the hospital, from like the yeah. neonatal ward where this baby is fighting leukemia. Where like, baby is <laughs> literally holding on by a thread. <gasps> We're harrowed. Those producers please. are like, they're like lizard people because they're they just are. like, I've got the perfect benefit that we have to send them to. That's all I can think of having worked in TV. That's all I can think of is the meeting before where they're Uh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just tell them this. We'll tell them that like the way they get them into rooms, the way they get them to interact or whatever. But that one, I was just like, yeah, these, unless it was entirely fake, that's some of the most fucked up producing I've ever heard of. (laughs) They have no soul. I hope that they raised like a million dollars for their baby. She went to present a check. She kept saying, I'm here to present a check. I'm here to with a check. And I'm then Kim G check. just wrote like a $30,000 shame check. Yeah, Kim G's like, here, here, take it. I'm sorry about this. I'm sorry about this. And then my favorite moment is there's this beautiful, and by beautiful, I mean truly chilling moment where Danielle and Kim are like, I see our boys are making trouble over there. And then they start cackling. And in the background, you see the baby's face. Like on the big screen. They be on a PowerPoint. They have a PowerPoint. <laughs> and they're cackling about their boys causing it. She's like, that's what they do. And then they start laughing. And then that's where Danielle just calls Chris a faggot in front of everyone, too. <laughs> yes. It's just like dropping F bombs left and right. Or no, Danny does. Danny does, but Danielle, like, she just sits there and she goes, I'm not in, not in control of what others say. And then she turns around. <laughs> And then when they confront her about it at the reunion, she goes, I am a gay advocate. And she goes, and I've ended my friendship with him because of that. And they all go, no, that's not true. I love the lying. I love like blatant lying and denial that people who are being recorded 
visually oh, yeah. and audio are just, it's where it's like, should we roll the tape back? This is the simplest thing to prove. Yeah. It's hilarious, that denial. I mean, that, that culture is fascinating. And then just to hear people I know, kind of know, retell it to me. Like these are, did we tell you what happened at the Preakness this weekend or whatever? <laughs> we just, just like, Lauren, tell I, me everything. It's like, we're, yeah, we're like coming to you for Boots a on coffee. the ground at Preakness, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reporting we're the going on of the week. <laughs> it's like we're, 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 live. Meet, we're meeting Karen at Dunkin' Donuts where we all meet every morning for coffee to like talk about what happened at the Knights of Columbus Beef and Beer Benefit. Yes. <laughs> I live for it. It's, yeah, it's very real to me through your eyes and ears and reenactments. Also, Kim Ji, I picture her um, just purely on the impression is like, it's like she's like a box of Marlboro Reds with a blonde wig on top of it. That's, <laughs> like a, like a that's little, stunningly accurate. Is it? <laughs> yes. It's all your, to your guys' credit. No, she's... I wouldn't, I think, I mean, Marble, that, that, I, that might even be too nice. I think it's more like Salem's, but it's like I Salem think... 100s or Virginia Slim <laughs> 100s. <laughs> She's a pack really of 100s. Yeah. Soft pack. Yeah, really. Soft pack. <laughs> She's all legs, minimal torso. <laughs> I gave you my driver, Danielle. I gave you my driver. I gave you Harry. <laughs> I love Danielle. Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Hi. Um, so do you, do you think that you will ever, I actually, I would almost appreciate, I like the idea of you never even watching housewives, but just like inventing this whole world in your head. Yeah. Just it's, yeah, it's an audio play you guys are doing for me. And it's like, you could either be making it up. It could be from TV. I don't know. There's no way for me to check. It's just, I'm trusting you that what you're telling me happened actually happened. I would want it. Cause but, I think Karen, I think you're truly one of the funniest people I've ever met. And I think I, I would want to see like your, what you see in your head projected onto a screen of like, watch a real housewives episode just from what you think that would be a, like a devs moment where it's I like mean, that simulation. Would be that would be the us. I mean, like, well, I know what Danielle Staub looks like because, well, I saw the video Simon got for you. And then I got <laughs> starstruck because of the impressions you guys have done of her where I'm like, she's a legend, or, you know, like cr- crazy, right? So I know what she looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, everybody else is like, I'm a, I think I base it on, I'm just making them brunette and I base it on like, I I worked on a clip show on E! one time where I I was forced to watch a bunch of different episodes of Real Housewives of Orange County. And it was my job to write jokes about like each thing. And I literally and genuinely could not tell them apart. Like every time (laughs) it was a blonde woman with big fake boobs and crazy eyelashes crying and putting their fake nails up, like crying kind of like talking and then going like i'm just i'm really upset not crying touching their eye and then with a huge diamond so every time (laughs) i'd be like okay wait her hair's a little bit blonder than her hair or her diamond is a little bit bigger so i know that's that one and i think i basically took those women and made them all brunettes and like put them on the other side of the the united states in my mind and now it's just that is the I, i think the closest i could get I think that's kind of, I mean, OC, I mean, Karen, almost because as an Angelino, I feel like you should watch OC just in full 
I think you should just do it because it's a whole level. It's a darkness that it's maybe dark. it's it's such a different darkness than New Jersey. It's vapid. Like I felt mm-hmm. they were making jokes. I was trying to make jokes on these clips, and in the clips they were making jokes because it was like you know it'd be like the button for the end of their testimonial or their you know whatever, and their jokes were like breaking my heart where it's like, you know, they were like, and this is the final thing I'm going to say. And it was like the worst dumb, (laughs) dumbest pun or (laughs) this, like this just terrible idea. That's like, Oh no, like I would just get, I mean, it was not, it was not a great time in my life working on a clip show on E, but it just, it was very, the whole thing was insanely oppressive because part of it is me going like, Oh, we're all supposed to want to look like this. This is somehow like the pinnacle of like femaleness or something where it's just like a weird stiff face and like (laughs) Botox tears, your Botox tears and (laughs) no expression. No, it's like Um, Cronenberg. It's like, it's some kind of like, right. Deep. Like, like, I don't, but OC is, I mean, OC is different because they're all like definitely like Trump supporters and probably don't believe in vaccines and they're like, corona truthers for sure like Kelly Dodd, one of them who's newer i don't know if she would have been on when you were watching karen but she is, just recently came out this week and said a whole gave a whole instagram post about how coronavirus is just like god's way of thinning the herd and like every business should open up and we just need to like get over it and then I think Bravo or someone got in touch with her and was like, you actually like can't say that. We need you to like sit, tell people to stay inside. Then she put a video where she like barely apologized and was like, all right, like obviously I didn't mean what I said. And I'm so like, sorry if you got offended. And I really like didn't mean it that way. And uh, make sure to stay inside and like wear a mask. And if you got offended, I'm sorry. And then just like signed <laughs> off. They're like, "Hey Kelly, um, calls for genocide are not okay from our probably, probably shouldn't direct people to their deaths outside. If you can't, if you could not do you, that, it'd be great. Be good. I had a moment where Vicky Gumbelson, who's no longer on the show, she's like the original OG housewife of all. And Is she the tall one? Yeah, she's the one who's always like, ah! you know. And, <laughs> She's like she's in a place of woo at all times. She like kind of is where place of woo came from almost. Um, but she, uh, I it was like the first weekend of quarantine, and I was just on my Instagram, and I was like, she came up on my her stories came up on my um, Instagram, and I was like, Vicky definitely doesn't believe Corona is real. And then I clicked on her thing, and the first Insta story was her drinking Cosmos with her girlfriends, and her caption was, what coronavirus? And I was like, you can't make this shit up. And once you start watching, you just know these people better than they know themselves, or just as well. And that's kind of the magic of the Bravo shows. And especially, I think the best ones are the ones where you just like get inside their heads, and you like are a part of their psyche. It is like watching a simulation. And there's a vulnerability to people thinking, and this is what gets me about the Real Housewives of New Jersey when you guys talk about them, is you can tell they think they're presenting one uh, face and one kind of like, look, it's like this, and this is how I am. <laughs> I'm doing an impression of you guys doing an impression. But, <laughs> but, but then 
but you're watching what's really happening. So they, it's like, it's the way we're all dumb about ourselves where you think, oh, I'm presenting this face and everybody thinks this about me. And of course no one does. And it doesn't work that way. And you can't control how people interpret you. And it's that, that it makes me think of that where it gets me really in that vulnerable spot of like, oh no, they think they're getting away with it. And they're not, they think it's cool. It is. It's, (laughs) it's the coolest thing there is. <laughs> Trey cool. Trey cool. Um, um I feel like we should get into recapping VPR. Yeah. Um let's say you, tell me all say of that. that. <laughs> do we do it? Yeah, let's um, do it. Karen, you're welcome to you're welcome to stay on if you want to. We were originally going to bring you in like partway through and have you just like pop in say hi and then pop out we didn't mean to like take up your whole evening so yeah. no well you guys <laughs> recap away and i'll just like you you guys go okay my dumb shit about how i don't watch <laughs> reality TV. no you were thank you so much. that was truly a gift that you were here and i so appreciate it and i i love you and you're just the best so thank you thank you i love your show thank you for joining i love also that we now have like a participation like in an audience form yeah Yeah. Yeah. i know and we'll when this is all over we'll i want to watch oc housewives with the two of you yeah absolutely oh i watch any of this with you guys i just doing it alone is depressing too well we'll we'll be there to hold your hand through it yeah, I need that. You need a community. Yeah. And the, it's good that you're now introducing yourself to the SUP listener community because I'm sure they'll reach out with like a lot of tips and tricks. Yeah. And be <laughs> there for you it. on your journey. They're a, caring, they're a caring crew. Don't worry. They are a caring crew. I just thank you for all your guidance, sexy, unique podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you, Karen. You can follow Karen on um, My Favorite Murder. Her amazing podcast. Follow her on Twitter at Karen Kilgariff. She's the best. If you Bye. don't already know who she is, which I'm sure you already do, but get I'm into leaving it. Leaving this meeting, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Leave the meeting. Leave Bye. Bye. Now, leaving the webinar. I'm now Bye. leaving. She will be Adios. <laughs> Love you, Karen. Love you guys. Love Thank, you. You. Thank you. So Thank much. you so much. That was so great. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. Well, it's not every day that you get. The biggest podcaster in the world. I know. I'm, I'm like freaking your out. I'm freaking out. Erin has been a friend of mine for a while. Laura and her have been like, we've, we just, this had to happen. So I'm really happy that it took quarantine for it to happen. But just got on a text chain that I will be blowing up. I will be. Yeah, Laura. I, can't <laughs> I wait will to be supplying the text chain. Mm-hmm. I will be revealed tonight. She will be revealed tonight. She will be revealed. Wait, was Karen, was she saying she saw the cameo video where I just, I want to, I'm still not over when Danielle said, I don't know what that means. Maybe you could help me out. I love when she goes, happy quarantine. That's why this looks like this. And then she goes, sorry about it. Like, why are you, you look phenomenal. I thought she was apologizing because she looked so hot and she was like, sorry to make you feel bad for how hot she looked. Oh, well, I I hope that's what that was because I was, I would be like, that's what I would want from her. But I didn't, I was like, at first I thought she was like making a joke and then I thought she was like, sorry, that was awkward. Yeah, I know. Well, I've got to be quite honest with you. I need you to clarify. I've got to be quite honest. I I just also love the idea of like 
what Karen said about just they're all brunette. About Jersey. <laughs> they are. Jersey is and they br- really are. Nation. Yeah. She's so on. Um really fast before we so like just a one minute wellness check. How are you doing? You know, I'm good. I could have woken up a, a little bit earlier today. I'm in my favorite place, the Sir Alley. There's Laura and I are both at Sir this <laughs> table. <laughs> This table is truly the mise-en-scene I needed to get me through. It's our ashtray. It is our ashtray. It feels good to be in a vintage alley. Mm-hmm. Do you miss it? I miss it. I don't miss Sir because I think the food there is true filth, but I do. <laughs> I miss Tom Tom, and I have looked into whether or not I could postmate the cauliflower wings that they have there but they closed early on in the core and so mm-hmm. i shan't well, be getting the wings wait did we talk about already the the drama of danica calling saucy out on twitter no we didn't talk about that drama and i'm fully here for it danica <laughs> okay, so- is a fucking warrior <laughs> she is a fucking justice <laughs> danica's like you know like and and when they were like throwing catapulting like bodies into like (laughs) like can't like in like the middle ages in like the middle Middle ages when they would just like toss like invented that fireballs or like bodies just like as wet like humans as weapons like danica is that she goes there like she goes Mm -hmm. that far and she came for stasi pretty hard on twitter I love it because Stassi tweeted, for those of you that don't know, which I'm sure everyone knows that's on this thing. But By the way, yes, I am drinking a Red Bull, everyone, because some people... Deal with it. Deal Deal with with it. it. He needs his energy. Mm -hmm. I'm drinking this water bottle that goes fully invisible. (laughs) (laughs) I did love it periodically when we were talking to Karen and you would just be like, hmm. I'm not hydrating enough in You were just drinking mauve. I was <laughs> drinking the void. <laughs> Gaspar Noir. Enter the void. Enter rosemary lemon water. Okay. Mm, love it. Um, um, so, so speaking of the void. Stassi was like, God, quarantine sucks so hard. Like, I wish I, I would give anything to like waitress at Surrogan or something like that. I don't like, know. It was yeah, she was like bullshit. She was like, God, you could even find me slapping on that apron and going into Sir to Waitress. Ugh. And it got like, like 12,000 retweets. I know. All her tweets get like 48,000 likes. I'm like, God, the world is really coming to an end faster than we can even ever imagine. And Danica came Danica, for her. Danica shot up in bed. She went, and she said, I will not. Oh. <laughs> what? Hey! How dare she? How She's dare she? She has a Google alert, and she got on her like giant like computer. Like, away. Literally, it's like the big like the, the piano and big FAS yeah, from Petrovsky she from Petrovsky's to- apartment. That's like three monitors. Danica she- has to type. She has to literally step on each key. That's how big her computer is. It's the that's biggest- her keyboard that's on the floor, and then her computer is three screens across, and she hops. That's <laughs> her cardio in quarantine is her hopping from key to key to type out her responses. She basically to- was like, yeah, she was basically like, while you're bitching about cert, like you know, people hardworking service industry people, like Tom Tom actually 
was trying to help people and raise money through Cameo for people who were laid off and like furloughed in this time. Yeah, she's basically like Lisa Van, like low key is like Lisa Vanderpump isn't paying us. And the only way that we get paid is if Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz raise money on Cameo. So go fuck what yourself. Fuck? Sure. Yeah. I'm so like, do you think did, did Stassi reply to that? Why would she? Yeah, that's true. I mean, should we get into it? Because we have a lot to discuss. Yeah, we have about a, actually, I have like sorry about sorry pages of notes. Okay, um, it opened. This episode opened up when everyone was at fucking ABC bartending school. Dana and Brett are taking a bartending class, and I just yeah. finally someone who works at Sir is learning how to bartend. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I loved it. I I I love the Cardigans esque song playing in the beginning. That was a hot song, right? I know. I, I like, want that. Yeah, um, I was, like, that's the first time I've ever been, like, whoa, who sings this? Like, should I Shazam it? Um, yeah, maybe we should. I I love the, the guy who's teaching their class looks like he deals Percocet. <laughs> yeah, he's not well. I need a wellness check on him. He goes, his big advice, he was, like, if you feel like you're overfilling the glass, just pour a little less in there. <laughs> it was like uh okay cool yeah I'll and do then he that. Like, he's like all right he's guys like, got like, it under control <laughs> see ya and he just walked off all those sad souls that had to like that are actually trying to learn how to bartend in hopes that they like make a buck or two and like yeah they're literally also, like what's so dark to think about is like all the people that were in that bartending class with them are like about to like set out on their la bartending journey only to for months from now, have their bar jer- bar journeys fucking shut down because of coronavirus. No, no, it's it's a it's a tough blow. Um, it's a tough blow, but it really is. It's it is. It's, it's tough. It's tough, but it's tough. Um, um, I also they're subject. I feel bad for them because they have to be subjected to watching Dana and Brett like flirt. <sighs> we have the chemistry of like. They have the chemistry of like a rock on the ground. Is the chemistry of like a street lamp <laughs> like a like, solitary street lamp that's like, like one green. street lamp that's like yeah coming on like in dusk hour and it's like kind of orange you just hear it go like zzz, zzz, yeah you hear like just like zzz, zzz, yeah zzz, and it's flickering uh, and it might like trigger your epilepsy like that is what i feel like watching them flirt yeah like that uh, relationship is fake it's so fake right? like i i mean dana's Dana annoyed me in this episode. I feel like, I mean, she she and Sheena were involved in, I think, arguably the greatest scene I've the seen greatest in a while. Scene, yeah, truly this, the, the piece de resistance of this season of Vanderpump Rules. But Maybe we'll get to it. Seasons. Um, yeah. Dana says yeah. her mom taught her how to make a dirty martini at eight years old. And the bartending is in her blood. Her mom was a bartender for 30 years. I love that. Yeah. Um, I love like a lifetime bartendress. Yeah. She's probably, she was like probably very joyful. Mm-hmm. And I forgot like Dana, I'm like, I feel bad saying this, but Dana is so unremarkable that I'd forgotten about like her mom's passing. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a plot point. And she said that multiple times on the show. Like that is like a, a sticking point about this character. And yet I could not remember. Well, her, I mean, last week it was her, her birthday was one of the focal points of the episode and her birthday was her mom's birthday. So a lot of it yeah. had to do with. So that's her, why, but I just never remember. Yeah. I didn't, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty unimpressed, but not, 
that's sad and like i'm you know i think she's yeah, I have empathy i have but empathy like, but she's like bring something to the fucking table give Go, me one drink thing. the kool-aid a little just like get mad at someone actually yeah. like access your rage then um, D- brett tells dana that max slept with kara in vegas who i need more kara someone oh someone sent me um her poster like she's very active on instagram i think okay yes i think they're gonna do a vanderpump vegas spinoff they fucking better because vegas is where the dark energy is brewed it's a cauldron of darkness and it's time to stir that up and serve it to me in a big bowl (laughs) you just need to be ladled with vegas i need a ladle of darkness stew um (laughs) yeah i love i love the flashback though when lisa's facetiming her and she goes lisa Hey Lisa. <laughs> and Lisa goes, She is oh, you dirty, dirty girl. She goes, You're in so much trouble. You're in so much trouble, you little girl. <laughs> I'm gross, Lisa. And Brett goes, Brett goes, Homeboy, that's a fly, which is why I love him. Because that's why I love my boy. <laughs> You're going to write a book about that kid one day. I love my boy. Uh, and then Dana literally was like, Okay. Which no, I was I'm not. Like, no, I'm not. Dana goes, I have a lot no of more things in my life book. to talk about. <laughs> Except like, Max getting his dick wet. Yeah. <laughs> but like, what What in the world goes through Brett's mind? Where he thinks like Homeboy, Max's exploits fly. are the thing of novels? That kind of sounds like Sandoval. <laughs> Homeboy lets it fly. Homeboy lets it fly. That's what I, I say about my boy. God, I love my boy. We're like, we get it. You we love get it. Max. Um, Max. I wrote Max, who looks like he's manning the Monster Energy Drink bar at Warp Tour. <laughs> yeah, Max is like. I just also like can't forget about their like n-word tirades no. on social media. Just as like a thing, I think it's important <laughs> that we all remind ourselves that they were like. Just like willy nilly dropping the end bomb. Yeah, they're the fact that they're still like nothing was really even said about it, and they're just still being like they're the central features of the season is just unbelievable. They're like the hot guys that you're supposed to be like, God, you're so attractive. I just like can't like you're so hot, it's unbelievable. The bar is so low with all the like even Brett idolizing him. I'm like, it's just like. With any men on the show, actually, the bar yeah. is so low. The bar yeah. is like buried underneath. The bar is like in the center of the earth. It's so low. <laughs> it's hollow it's earth. Like a magma is what you get when you're like trying to find the bar for men on this show. Um, Sassy, I said, the only time I've ever related to Dana and Brent is when she said, okay, want to go to Sir? And then Brett goes, <laughs> no. And then she goes, me neither. And I was like, fuck. That's real. No one wants to go there. (laughs) I love that they kept that in too. You know that that Lisa got steamed when she saw that. Those ungrateful children. (laughs) I'll have to set a fire. (laughs) Looks Looks like like I have to spice things up. (laughs) Looks Looks like like I've got to light a match under their ass if you know what I mean. You know what I mean. And then Stasi makes Bo comb her extensions, which I was like. I yeah. love when, like, watching women slowly emasculate a man on mm-hmm. TV. It's, like, really soothing to me. He looks, he goes, I'm, look, I'm Sia. And he had, like, 
<laughs> he looked positively demented. <laughs> All his jokes, I'm just like, that's the kind of guy that you start dating and you think it's going to be great. And then slowly you realize that he's just his jokes are so bad. Yeah. And then you're just like, God, I'm like stuck with this person. And then you date him for like three more months, hoping that you can like get whatever feelings you had in the beginning back, but they never come back. They never come back. Although I, that I wore a hairpiece like that once, like that bang moment when I was like, it was like, during Pride weekend in 2015. During Pride. That sounds like some like, oh, sounds like me doing Pride in 19... <laughs> 1997. I was just like on a lot of coke and like wore <laughs> like just a subtle bang. Just like one bang. <laughs> I love that. Just on, just like wearing it for like two hours. That sounds like me. <laughs> it's fun to do. Sounds like me in Provincetown. <laughs> 1993. You should have seen it. You should have seen it. <laughs> Boy, the docks were full that year. Tom and Katie come over and Tom admits that he actually did lose the marriage certificate again. Fucking Which like, asshole. okay, I was dead. I thought that maybe they were just joking and no, it was revealed. And then it's like, no, this man hates being married so much, but he cannot ever vocalize it. And all it's going to be is a series of microaggressions to diminish your relationship. And it will be like this forever until you finally get a shred of self-respect and pull the fucking plug. It was, that was, I could tell Katie was actually really, I'm like starting, I don't know what's, I'm starting to feel a lot of empathy for Katie. I have a lot of empathy for her, but I'm also like, you're in your mid thirties. It's up to you now to like yeah. pull yourself out of this K hole, like have some fucking self-respect, take like a learning annex class on self-esteem and like break up with this fucking fool. Yeah. Goes, go to, go to a therapist, free yourself. Yeah. Because you would think after the first mix up that I would hold on to that thing for dear life. And I just wrote, yeah, you would think. <laughs> yeah you, you would, would think that yeah you would think it you're literally not like and she goes technically you were married but we didn't fully show it so i'm like so you're still not married yeah you're, and that's also that literally means you're not married abuse. it that is literally abusive. means if you don't have proof he basically like has wiggled and wormed his way out of making a full commitment. Like if that happened in my relationship, first of all, I would never marry a guy like Tom fucking Schwartz. But if I did and I was Katie, that would be the last, that would be the That's last, the last like, that would be a huge fucking fight. And I'd be like, you don't want to be in this relationship. People no. that want to be married. Don't lose a marriage certificate twice. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, technically we're married, but I don't know. There's no proof. There's no proof, but I guess we're, I mean, technically we are. And then he just goes, I'm like, you're an evil person. <laughs> God. Baba, I'm sorry. Baba, no, I'm sorry. Baba, no, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Baba, don't be mad. Stassi got her IUD taken out and she says she's going to go to the gyno to like make sure everything's cool down there. And I was like, later on, we see her at the gyno and I'm like, okay, so you just had like a regular checkup appointment. Yeah. Like she just wants 
She just wants just attention. I love that now the only way to get, like, that they get attention on the show is to show them going on, like, a gynecological checkup. Yeah. Not even, that's not, like, the gynecologist just does that to you every time you go see the gynecologist. Yeah. Katie goes, are you trying to get pregnant? And Stassi goes, well, we're not not trying to get pregnant. And then Katie goes, <laughs> Bo made a face. He was like, I was like, if someone I was dating made a face like that when I was talking about maybe having a baby with them, Run. I'd also just like knife them. I know. I actually wrote, Katie needs to just, Katie, like, this is going like, to need to go on a murder spree. Yeah. I would shoot him if I was Katie. My, I hope that this whole, like, the only way that this season could, and this show could redeem itself is if at the final episode, Katie goes on a full-blown killing spree <laughs> and kills one by one every man on the show. Violently I, murders them on camera. And then, like, drives off. And bathes in their blood, like, neon demon style. <laughs> and then, like, drives off into the sunset. And, like, moves to, like... To, like, Taos. Carmel. Yeah. It opens up like a rock store. Yeah, a bead shop or something. I think Katie could get really into rocks. She loves a rock. Katie's going to move to Moab. Yeah, I see it for her. Mm -hmm. I see like a lot of turquoise in her future. For sure. Katie's going to live in like Santa Fe. Mm -hmm. They have an event coming up Mm -hmm. for their wine for the witches, witches of, of we witches of we like a new a, a new potion for the witches of way she goes kristen should not be bo's number one priority <laughs> and i was like I yeah she, she should she be is. all of our number one priority kristen i think stassi is starting to get triggered by i think she's starting to like fall like sh- her paranoia about kristen from a few years ago i think is slowly seeping back like her insecurity about kristen yeah, but I really think that that's just insecurity about her relationship, and yeah. less it's less about Kristen, and that's it's true. more just about like it's placed anxiety. Why do I feel it's it's if you are secure in your relationship with your man, you don't worry that Kristen Doty is going to fuck him because yeah. it takes two people to fuck. Like Bo would have to be like signing on to any sort of like cheating scenario. So really, she's just like. I love how you said that. It takes two people to fuck. Yeah, did you guys know that? It takes two people to fuck. Takes two people to fuck. (laughs) Gather what you can. Gather what you can. Gather what you can. Gather what you can. Go. I gathered. I gathered what I could today. I did some laundry. Yeah, I gathered what I motherfucking could. Did you gather or gather? I gathered what I could. Gather what you could. Gather what I could. Um, Sassy goes. She was like, things are awkward in the witches of WeHo, and she goes, if we were the witches of WeHo, were Destiny's Child, I would be Beyonce, and it's time for me to go solo. And I was like, damn, that you is are- a. That is a statement, Stas. That's a real statement. Also, that you're just basically saying, like, Katie and Kristen are worthless. <laughs> that is just yeah, not, like, I mean, categorically, just like, while she is deeply insecure, like, she has, she just, she lets the, the way she can just let that roll off her tongue, like, as if that's at all the most acceptable. insane thing you've ever heard yeah yeah someone just said keep beyonce's name out of your mouth and i'm like yes 
Yeah, keep her fucking name out of your mouth. Yeah. Beyonce wants also, nothing to do with you. Also, I had to I have to Kristen or no, not Kristen. Stasi has like a new face. They've uh, all just had so much filler and they don't know when they don't know how to keep it at a natural level because I guess they don't want a natural look, but it's just like jarring to compare their season one faces to their season eight faces. Yeah. Like it's just not my style of plastic surgery. But I wish them all the best. And I hope that they keep getting filler because it's exciting to watch them. <laughs> Me too. It's exciting to watch them mold. Yeah. Um, we deeply intriguing. Mold. Mold. mold a place of mold. Um, Kristen picked up all the supplies and Katie goes, she got the banners. She got the cauldrons. <laughs> and just lolled. She got the cauldrons. That's what I want. Yeah. A cauldron. We cut to Valley Village and Dowdy's in her her little bungalow and she goes she goes, It's honestly cool, like which is a WeHo we built (laughs) we built a wine brand from the ground up. (laughs) Does she know what that means? Because they they basically just have like I think a licensing deal with knocking point. So like they don't have to do anything. Like and I'm shocked that like so all they do is mention they mention the wine on social media. They don't, it's not like they have to go find like a winery to partner with and like do taste test. They probably oh. like, taste one, like three versions of rose and they're like, we like this one. Yeah. And then that's it. And yeah. how much money can anyone say in the chat? I want to know like how much money do people get off these deals? Does anyone know? Not much. So much Does anyone better. know? Anyone $2. Know? $2. $1. $1. Gia is out stomping. Oh, mama. Mama, we got more grapes. More grapes. Oh, gods are coming down. I got to go. I have to call the tomato. I googled knocking point to see how much revenue they bring in in a year, and it said 5.7 million, but I don't know if that's like... I don't know where they get that number. And if they're only getting 5.7, they have to pay a bunch of employees and all the people that they're doing deals with, then you're not making that much money. Yeah. Um, my, if they're making a lot of money, they would care more about this wine. They don't, Sassy couldn't give a shit. Chris it's is kind doing- of infuriating to watch, like, to be like, all you have to do, even if you're making like $3,000, like, all you have to do is just be like, yeah, which is a Wio, because you know, like, people bought that wine. People like buy it. No. Not I'm. Not I. Um, it kind of made me sad when Kristen was pulling out. Well, first of all, when she pulled that sign out of that long bag, I thought she was pulling out a rifle. <laughs> <laughs> She's pulling out like a scope gun. Wouldn't this episode have been amazing if Kristen pulled out a rifle and like locked and loaded it and headed on over to the Beverly Center for her Witches of WeHo party? Like, even if she never used it, it would have no, just been an it. intriguing. It just would be she like, just had an it as like a prop. Thing. Can you imagine? Just that you need. I think everyone in this day and age probably should have a rifle on them. Did we say had a had a gun for not like? Did we say someone had a gun for a leg? <laughs> Who had the gun for a leg? It was Lindsay. Like you put <laughs> Lindsay had a gun. <laughs> it was you, she had a gun for a leg where you just go. <laughs> she fires. She, she fires warning shots. <laughs> no, there was someone that fired. Oh. Lindsay had, <laughs> Lindsay fired a warning shot from her gun, and she went, "I feel like Putin. I feel like Putin." <laughs> the Federation thanks you for being here. 
the Federation. Um, Kristen, so Kristen's like pulling out this this cute little sign she had made. I mean, she's at least doing some work. Yeah. Um, then we cut to Dana and Brett, and they're walking up. Watching them walk up in the back lot in their sur uniforms just made me shudder. Yeah, it's a sad. Like, it's like a funeral uh, grudge. It reminds like I remember. Uh, I remember like smoking a cig outside when I worked at the hotel in New York, and just like smoking in the area where we could because they didn't want the guests to see us. Oof. Just like it's walking back in my fucking apron. It's prison like like this alley has a specific like prison vibe to it. And then uh, Lisa the, sad, <laughs> the saddest thing is that what Lisa walks in. She walks in and the hostess goes, Hi Lisa, how are you? And Lisa goes, Hello, how are you? She has no idea who she is. <laughs> and then she stops to talk to someone and she's like, Thirty seven years, thirty seven years is good. Like yeah, something she goes, about she goes, Happy anniversary, you're celebrating twenty years and it's like nice looking couples just like mm-hmm. and she goes well, I've done 34, so that's when the hard work starts. Great. Thanks for one-upping our fucking nice anniversary. Thanks for making it about you, Lisa. At fucking sir. Sheena sits down to talk to Lisa, and Lisa fucking... Everyone's disrespecting my queen, Sheena Shea, and Lisa's like, have you you started your shift? And she's like, yeah, I just, I mean, I clocked in, but I thought I'd talk to you because I don't have any tables yet. And she launches into her like surgery updates, mm-hmm. which no one cares about but us. And yeah. she was like, Harvey, she got seven eggs. So well, now first- she has 16 <laughs> eggs total. I pray to God that one of those eggs gets spermed up and we get a baby she shoe someday. Peter, well, first Lisa asked Peter to give her one goat cheese ball. <laughs> a single goat cheese ball and he literally bring, first of all he looks like gomez adams pansexual half brother <laughs> he is and, the adams family and lisa and then he brings her he literally brings her a goat cheese balls and she goes what do you mean one goat do you think i actually wanted one and he's like i'm sorry lisa like, goes to sir to engage in psychological torture with her employees especially peter has probably suffered a lot He's suffered a lot at the hands of the Vanderpumps. You think I just wanted one? I didn't want one. I wanted a plate. <laughs> I wanted a plate. I wanted a plate. And then you just see her like slowly dig into it. Has like. <laughs> <laughs> and Sheena sits down. She tells her that she got seven eggs, and then she. I got like, seven eggs. I'm. She's like. I'm just waiting for like the right time, the right guy. And Lisa goes, "Why not Peter? He's a good old faithful dog. Come on." <laughs> yeah why don't you get knocked up with peter's sperm yeah i don't why want not? a little idiot child that stares at the wall lisa was black out you walked in says fully she's on ketamine again lisa was on ketamine <laughs> i want one goat cheese ball like that's a k-hole order yeah one goat why not, cheese ball why not peter he's a ripe old dog good old faithful dog he's good <laughs> He's got good. He's got good. He's got got good balls. (laughs) They're like Lisa. Are you on Ambien? She's like, what, darling? What? He's got. (laughs) Because with you, I feel like we don't get the true story. She's like trying to call bullshit on Sheena. I'm like, there's literally nothing. Sheena gives us more than anyone else in the show. Yeah, Sheena's like, the fuck are you talking about? 
You, Lisa, are telling me that I'm, I'm. Sheena's like, I'm not ready to date. I'm not ready to date. And Lisa's like, that's bullshit, Malaki, darling. Like, I know you. And then Sheena admits, like, she's like, yeah, every guy that she's dated has fucked her up in the heart and the head. And I was like, thank you for honoring that. I have a clip. Like, I needed to, I, I took this clip. Hold on. It didn't bother me when one relationship had ended because it led me to the next one. If it wasn't for getting a divorce with Shay, I wouldn't have started dating Rob. If it wasn't for Rob breaking my heart, I wouldn't have started hanging out with Adam. And if it wasn't for Adam, I wouldn't have hung out with Max. But at the end of the day, all of these guys have really f***ing hurt me. me up here and here. Hell yeah. Yeah. That was like her most sober moment ever. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I love that. And the next step in the Sheena Sheena Lucian is to drop these loser dude friends that like don't care about you at all. No. You just gotta level up, Shishu. Like date in the marina. People are not worth your time. Hang around the marina, date a boat guy. Hang around like, the marina. Hang with some boat. Hang in the marina with a boat. Hang, hang with a man with a boat. Well, actually. Maybe don't. I maybe know one with a boat. Yeah. Who's a no? <laughs> but like, Sheena's pissed that Matt and Brax didn't call her and check on her after her surgery. And I'm like, yeah, they fucking suck. Like, they're not your friends. They don't. They don't care about you in the same way that you care about them. Oh. Then Lisa takes it even a step further. She goes, "You cannot expect that level of thoughtfulness from men that aren't your husband, and you can't expect a level of thoughtfulness from men that are your husband." I and like, she's like, "Cool, I'm gonna go walk into traffic." Yeah, she also then brings Peter back into the conversation. She goes, come on, think about Peter. His sperm has been around a long time. She goes, half of it's probably all over this place. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> and I, I wrote, um, Lisa definitely commands Peter to give her his sperm once a month. Yeah, she keeps not, like, not a for anything, reserve of it. Just a collection. Yeah. It's like and part then- of psychological... <laughs> Part of the torture that she engages with. She's like, Peter, Peter, you will give me your cum. Someday this will be used for something. (laughs) I don't know what yet. Once a month, one vial, one load. Where's the load? (laughs) 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 He walks in, he walks in, he's like, before the shift starts, and Lisa's already there, and she just goes, Where's the load? Where's the load? (laughs) Where is it? He's like, please, Lisa, not this month. Load. It's an everlasting supply. Get with it. Go Mm -hmm. on with it. Go on in the bathroom. Do your dirty thing. Do your dirty business. Give me the load. (laughs) (laughs) Give me the load. Then Peter turns on Sheena and he goes, on that note, you do have tables, so you need to get to work. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this is dark. Yeah. And then we finally get to see the scene with Sheena okay. and Dana that is this truly... Was, this is when I was like, God, this show... Uno, uno. I Up until literally this morning when I watched it, I was like, this show sucks. And now I'm like, this show's amazing. And it's because of our fucking queen. Yeah, it's truly... She will do whatever the fuck it takes to earn the paycheck. And thank God for that, because otherwise it would be nothing. So she basically, also, she starts out by being like she had a horrific scooter accident in Venice, oh. where someone ran over her and literally like destroyed her the palm of her hand and a knee. And her doctor told her if it had been like one inch further, she could have died. And she goes, "I gotta give a shout out to Chanel because the way I had it draped across me saved my life." And I was like, "Bless up!" 
<laughs> Thank God Sheena got on Vanderpump Rules, made enough money to buy a Chanel, and then draped it across her, and it saved her fucking life. I have no idea what the logistics of that were, and I had no idea she was even talking about a purse because she just said Chanel. Yeah. Then we see her like chain link Chanel purse later on in the scene. So I was like, oh, her chain. But like, what yeah. did the chain, how did it save her? Just, I need like, there I was. There I was swinging through the alleyways of Venice on a fun Sunday of day drinking, for Sunday fun day, and all of a sudden, crash on the cement. And you see, and she like opens up her like flap of her bandage, and her skin is like falling off her. And she's like, <laughs> she literally has like a zombie hand. Yeah. It's like, she got, it's like how the zombie it's like how the outbreak starts yeah like, comes guy, in, like this guy <laughs> bit me crash into me but like thank god for chanel it saved my life for <laughs> me yeah <laughs> and sheena's she's already consulted with a doctor i love <laughs> consulting with the doctor and she, he said that she can't do anything active like twerking or clubbing so she yeah. can't go to nightingale tonight oh. mm. and then Dana goes, you're Dana a fucking a mess, but fit. aren't we all? Yeah. And I was like, have some fucking respect. Look who you're talking to, Dana. So be kind. Yeah. Why are they all so mean? I don't know. There's not Why even like Why does Dana have a beta fish on her, on her like coffee table? She has, like it's like in a in Tupperware. Like a Tupperware, yeah. She goes, things aren't going well for it. And Sheena goes, oh my God, that's so funny. I love when they try like when something's not funny to Sheena, but she doesn't feel like not laughing, so she just says, "Oh my god, that's so funny." What? I, that's I I subscribe to that. Same. So Sheena reveals to Dana that she was like, "So how is your birthday?" And She's like, yeah, you know, it's Dana- good. It's it's hard for me because it's my mom's <laughs> birthday too, and Sheena truly revealed tonight. Truly doing the Lord's work goes, I, she got Dana a psychic for her birthday that, so her mom could come through because her, she, like her mom had got, used the psychic so that her grandmother could come through and she found it to be like an incredibly healing experience. Right. So she got the psychic and it's, she, the psychic is on standby or like available should Dana want to like channel her mother in this moment. Well, first, we're thinking this is going to be, like, at a later date. Like, yeah. she's, she's like, oh, I just came here to tell you, like, in the next week or whenever, whenever is good for you, I have a psychic that is willing to meet you. And Dana is truly unsoothed. Dana is positively shook. And full of rage. she's horrified, furious, but, like, won't let any of that come through. Like, you can tell that Dana just wants to rage on Sheena right now. Like, scream yeah. at her and, Rip like, her rail her. Stick her finger in her gash. Yeah. Ah! Hit her in the knee. Yeah. yeah. Like, Dana's ready to pop. And Dana just goes, you haven't lost a parent. And Sheena goes, I know. But my mom has. <laughs> I love Sheena's logic. She knows. <laughs> I know. I know. That my mom. My, my, that my mom, mom has. <laughs> Dana's just completely dead silent. And she, she goes, is she here right now? You like got her to come here. She's like, no, 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 no. She's just like, if she, if you so happen to want it, she is available. 
She did not like I got. Sheena, I watched this episode twice, and Sheena did not technically lie. She didn't say like, "No, she's not here." She said, "Well, it's not like I like gave her your apartment number and said like, just come knock on the door." Like, obviously, I had to like talk to you first. So she just lies by omission, but like isn't telling like an outright lie. Basically, anything that happens, I'm Team Sheena. Deal with the fucking deal with it. But so they basically like instead of fighting, Dana's just like, "I think you should go." And Sheena is like, all right. And Sheena leaves and walks she goes, well, out. I'm going to hobble off. And then kind of like hops her way off the couch. And then just like limps out the door to have a one-on-one with the psychic immediately outside of Dana's That's, window. The big reveal is the psychic is literally outside. The and the psychic, psychic is named Shauna. And she's like, she goes... Hmm. And she goes, yeah, you know, and then Sheena starts talking and then Dana like slinks over to her vertical blinds and parts them and just she is does. like, wait, like she over, she's like, am I hearing what I'm hearing? And she walks over the window. Sheena she's is listening to everything. And she goes, yeah, I didn't think it was going to be like a problem, but I guess it's like, she's just like not ready yet. And like, it's so weird. Cause I talked to like 20 people about this and only one person said, yeah, you shouldn't do it. So like what? And I love that I was Gina screaming. asked 20 people and I want to know who the one person was. It was like, don't do this. Please. Yeah. She, I love her on like a mass text. Like, Hey, Hey, I bring Shauna? psychic named Shauna to like for Dana's birthday so she can talk to her mom. What do you think? I think that that's a very thoughtful present. But she, I understand I don't, why mm-hmm. Dana would be like, I don't want to do this with Sheena around particularly. But like, I feel like maybe if Sheena just left and then Dana had a one-on-one with the psychic, like it was yeah. not necessarily the right time or place, but Sheena was trying to do something that she really believed in. Yeah. Someone says that this week's VPR episode was automatically iconic because there is no Jackson Brit. Yes or yes. Yes. And honestly, yes. I was so happy about that. It was wonderful. Um, someone writes, if you had to make your zombie apocalypse squad with only pump members, who is in your crew? Mm, Danica. Dowdy. D- oh yeah. Dowdy for sure. Um, Dowdy and her shotgun. Honestly, I think Brittany without Jax. I think Brittany would be able to, like, shoot. Yeah, I think that she is a fighter. Yeah, I could just, I mean, she's, it's, it's hard, it's hard for me to say. Sandoval? I'm, Sandoval, I would let him be, I would let Sandoval and Ariana be in the crew, but that would also be kind of hard because I know that they would look out for each other. yeah. I'd make, drive, I'd make Sandoval drive us. Yeah. Sandoval would be a good driver. And then I would not, I would shoot Jax immediately. He's not to be trusted. <laughs> yeah. Like he will no. literally screw everything up. And also, so would Schwartz. Yeah, Schwartz, Schwartz, would and, you, Schwartz and Gay Sh- gotta go. Yeah. Schwartz yeah. would leave you, Schwartz would leave you in a ditch. Mm-hmm. Or he so. would like be the reason that the zombies find you. Mm-hmm. Sheena, um, for fun. Sheena would probably she be fun. She'd bring like the lols and like yeah. add a little levity to the situation. Mm-hmm. And you know, I would like to see like she'd be like, "Oh my god, they're here!" I'm like gonna freak out. She's like, "I'm out." Like she, she wouldn't even like really try and go with the group. No. Sheena would just be like, "I'm out." She she would go to Palm Springs just like she did with COVID. 
Yeah, she's a survivor and like she would she would kind of like not even believe in the zombie apocalypse until it was like right in her face and then she'd just be out. I also think Peter would be good because you know Peter's been quietly prepping for something like that for a while. Yeah, and he has good ponytail energy and like wife beater energy that leads me to believe that he'd be an essential force. Mm -hmm. And he is also like he'll do what you tell him to do. Yeah. And he's a muscle. Mm-hmm. Pretty much I everyone else. Danica in charge. Yeah, everyone yeah, Danica, else can. Go. Everyone else can go. It's every man for themselves. Straight to hell. Straight to hell. See you never. Um, what is Jack's energy like IRL? Um, I, I took. I asked for a photo with him and Schwartz and Sandoval. Schwartz was actually the most friendly, and he was. Sorry, Jackson Sandoval tried to walk away and they were like, go away, plebeian. And um, Schwartz was like, guys, come on. Let's take a pic with them. And then they like begrudgingly came over and they didn't say one word to me. So he seems like a dick. But yeah, I mean, Jax is a dick, IRL. IRL, it's like Jax is kind of easy to game because if you're a woman and you give him like attention and kind of lay a little flirt on, he's very responsive to that. But other than that, like he'll ignore and he'll like fully like he'll like pretend he doesn't even know you, which is a very psychotic thing to do. We met Sandoval and Ariana at a Watch a Crappens award show and they were really sweet. Yeah, they're great energy. They were always have Sandoval was like, hey, guys, want to take a shot? And we were like, no, but that's nice of you. Yeah. I can't uh, do shots, but I, I do love being asked. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I have breaking news for all the men out there who are looking for a little cup support. Finally, Me Undies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big. The contoured pouch and ball caddy. This micromodal sling keeps things separated and lifted. Nine out of 10 women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? I personally have not tried the contoured pouch and ball caddy, but I do have a pair of high-cut, high-waisted me undies, and I'm obsessed with the material. I love to sleep in full-coverage underwear, and these are so soft. They're comfortable. They're also flattering. They don't cut in weird to my hips or waist, and I'm positive that based on my experience with me undies, the men who decide to go down a contoured pouch and ball caddy road are also going to be singing MeUndies praises. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes XS to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. MeUndies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh-so-comfy, making it ideal for all-day wear. They use sustainably sourced materials 
materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on me undies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash sexy. That's MeUndies.com slash sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Should we keep going? Um, yeah, let's keep going. Okay. Sheena, so, then Dana crashes Sheena and Shauna's summit in the apartment alley. And she's like, Sheena, can I have a word with you really quick? And then she just talks down to Sheena in the apartment the whole time. She's like, I feel like we just like go through this. And like, I don't want to do that with you. And like, what the hell? And then Sheena's response, she goes, again, I'm sorry. And then, like, hobbles off, like, Sheena's over it. And I love it. Can you imagine Sheena just, like, towing the psychic around West Hollywood one afternoon? (laughs) Just, like, one of those weird, like, it just reminds me of, like, one of those weird nights when, like, it'd be, like, a random Wednesday and I would just get, like, blackout inexplicably. Texting with Shauna. I want to know all of Sheena's texts with Shauna. Yeah. Like, it's like for a friend of mine, she's not like really a good friend, but I think that she'd like really love to like connect with her mom. So like, can you just like come here? Like, I just, would. And then Shauna's face when Dana comes out and she knows that she's like not ready. And she's like. She also goes like this. She goes. <laughs> oh, someone just wrote Charlie in this. I would have Charlie in the zombie squad. Oh, yeah. Charlie Charlie's for sure. amazing. Charlie, I respect her, I, but I want her to wear her outfit at the club the whole time. Yeah. Um, so we cut to Villarosa. We have confirmation that Jiggy's alive. 
Yeah, he comes strolling out of like the closed area. The way he walks is so sweet. And his little fur paws. Uh. So proud. And Bo comes over to never wears socks. He always wears like boat shoes and like Bo never wears socks. Yeah, you know his feet stink. (laughs) They do. Find the lie. He comes over to Lisa's glass house of horrors to discuss his proposal to Stassi. And they're going to throw an engagement party at Lisa's. Then we get, we cut to Stassi also wearing, I think she's wearing like Chanel loafers or like tweed. She's wearing Gucci, like tweed, hideous tweed Gucci loafers. She's getting her. uh, Also, who keeps their shoes on at the gyno? I mean, I guess that you. She sleeps in her tweed loafers. I've never had shoes on. Has anyone here had shoes on at the gyno? No. No, 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 never. No. <laughs> Hell no. No, 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 no one. No one, no one. No, no, off. no, okay, no, cool. no, 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 no. <laughs> Unhygienic. No, no, no. All right. That was explosive. Okay, cool. Yeah, that was like wild. And also her being cute with the gyno was ah! really made me uncomfortable. <laughs> I hate this part. Mm-hmm. Oh. I was like, what the fuck? Also, oh. like. And the guy was so like, he was like, you could tell he was trying to be like really professional. And he was just like. Hey. he's like your pussy's normal girl and she's like hell yeah <laughs> like everything yep everything's good the rings are good everything's good and she's like <laughs> the rings are good <laughs> he says that he did not say the rings are good he did he said something about the ring like the cervix the ovaries no he said he said ring <laughs> the uterus? No. i swear to god he said the, ring. the rings are good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I swear he said that. Oh my god. I'm dead again. I'm sorry dead to everyone. Sir. I need to go. <laughs> no, Nova Ring. Because she's on birth control or something. She's not. Oh, she's okay. idea. Everyone, I'm okay. sorry. Okay. I'm Carrie doesn't know. He doesn't know. <laughs> I he doesn't know. Carrie said that. Just let him. Just let him be. I'm sorry, everyone. He doesn't know. It's not his responsibility to know. But I respect it. And I respect all of your journey. And I'm, you know, pussy power. I, you know, all that. Yeah. Kristen doesn't know about the engagement and Lisa says that they should actually think about inviting Kristen to the engagement. I'm trying to move on from the rings are good. I just wrote Pate's Peroni. Like the clown. That's spaghetti. That's Peroni. That's Peroni. Hey, the rings are good. Children for everyone. Peroni. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh. Okay. I just thought we stopped for like a serious, like a moment of silence for the rings. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm trying to move on. I'm, I was caught off guard by Pats Barone. Pats Barone. Pats Barone. I'm going to go. Um... This is me doing Pats Barone. Ring of fire, <laughs> <laughs> guys! I'm, I'm like sweating. I'm so embarrassed. I'm fully <laughs> dripping with sweat. Where to God he said that, and I was like, that is weird. I remember thinking, I'm, I okay, everyone. I think he said the ovaries were good. 
He said your uterus and the ovaries are good. And maybe maybe I heard ovaries and I heard and rings. Yeah, I think that that's what happened. <laughs> I'm just lolling because if I was in a gyno appointment and he goes, yeah, your rings are good. I'd be like ovary. Okay. It was ovaries. <laughs> we, we've got to get through it. <laughs> what rings? What rings? <laughs> Someone just wrote. Rings are lovely. Hubble. <laughs> rings are lovely, Hubble. Your rings are lovely. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't Four get it. The rings. And you never did. <laughs> you never, you did. never did. You never did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm sorry. Again. Again. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's you, your ring apology. Again. Okay, I got dragged. I've been, today was called out for misogyny on Twitter because someone posted a video of this horrific (laughs) death in Jurassic Park, like, world or whatever, Jurassic World, where this woman gets like. This like random woman gets whisked away by a pterodactyl, <laughs> dropped, and then another pterodactyl picks her up and then drops her into a pool, and then this sea monster eats her. And I there was like, going, being, like wow, in that movie, that was like what, that movie sucked, and that was one of the highlights. And and everyone was talking. Someone was like, "Wow, this post is," and it was like going viral today. So I like, um, I tweeted like, "Wow, her karma is heavy. She got what she deserved." But I feel for her. Like, <laughs> totally kidding. And people were so mad. People, wrote, someone wrote, wow, under, this tweet brought to you by misogyny. And I was like, no, I'm kidding. Since when have you been like a serious person on Twitter? Never. I love anything. I love it. when everyone decides to get like furious and like really funnel their anger energy at a tweet about Jurassic World. So I, I did an apology. Mm-hmm. I said I did a tweet to support you. I just said as above, so below. Thank you. I wrote sorry for saying she deserved to get you get it. So that's me saying sorry for that, and I'm sorry about the rings. (laughs) The rings are brought to you by misogyny. Another misogynist hit from one Icaro. Classic 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 Icaro. Classic misogyny. Classic Mary Brannigan. Strikes again. Get Mary Brannigan on Get the Mary case. Get Mary Brannigan on the case. Mary Brannigan. The rings. The rings oh, are missing. Mary Brannigan. Sounds oh, like Mary. a case for Mary Brannigan. Sounds like a case. Um, okay, so... So, uh, Charlie goes to the club in a really wild outfit that's also just, like, smoking well, first, hot. Well, first, Bo at Lisa's house goes... Like, they're setting... Lisa's like, I'm going to throw you this engagement party for Stassi. Mm-hmm. And he's like, she's like, I have to ask you, are you going to think of inviting Christian? And she calls her Christian. Christian. And he goes, he's like, well, him? you know, her and Stasi are kind of on the outs. And Lisa goes, <laughs> she goes, Christian has been an integ- integral part of Stasi's development. It'd be a shame to see them separate. And Bo's like, what? And then we see a flashback of Kristen and Saucy like fighting over the years. 
like hugging and fighting and Kristen like clutching her for dear life. And I was like, Kristen is yeah, get it. Like, of Stasi's development. I was like, that's nice of Lisa to take Christian's back, but like, it's too little too late. Like don't invite her to the thing. Fucking Stasi's going to be furious if Christian is there and it like, is not going to work. So just like, let it the fuck go. Move on. Also like you're like cheap ass having this party at lisa's house of horrors yeah i wonder if the food at her house is as bad as the food at sir or if actually she knows what good food tastes like and then serves it at her dinner parties but just reserves the like fucking costco frozen peas for sir that's what it is just have some salmon and some caviar christian Mm, christian oh christian um and, and then, then in the club. Oh my god, we go to Nightdale, which is like Kill Me Now. Have you been there? I'd rather die. Uh no. I feel like I probably have because it seems like one of those places. Or no, is it on La Cienega? Mm-hmm. It's by the real I room. think I was there when it, it it used to be called like Dollhouse or something like that. That has been that's a classic spot that's been like a million different clubs. One Doll time house. I had to meet oh, one time. I was with some mutual friends of ours and we had to meet like this super rich tech guy there that was letting us stay. In, it was a full, he like we were staying in the Peninsula Hotel for like a week, just like living there because he was like paying for their suite and I came to like hang and then he wanted to go clubbing there and then gave us a wad of cash like gave me gave thousands of dollars of cash and he was like go outside and get coke out of this woman's car and we had to like go do a drug deal and in that moment i was just like if i get fucking arrested with like literally 5k damn cash like picking up a bag of coke for this like tech dude i'm actually gonna kill myself and then thankfully we didn't but i was like shane halls you gotta get out of these situations you can't be doing this anymore like it's truly it's a not worth it. Lar? Okay? I was like true like Alar, are you okay? It was a real sobering moment. And then I was like, we're done with this. That was the end of a period and then it We've all been a there. new period. We've all been there. You okay, Claude? You okay? I was Claude? not okay. I was just like, that was the dumbest Claude? thing I've ever done. Yeah, I mean that's it was not smart. And then I was like, okay, from here on out, we're turning over a new leaf. Christian. Good. Christian. <laughs> a new Christian leaf. A new um, Christian. So they're out okay. there all clubbing. It's Dana and Brett and Danica and Raquel and James. Just a Charlie's there. Charlie hates Mac. Brett. And what's honestly, what's to like? Nothing. Dana Seen turns to Brett and she goes, You know, you're the most beautiful man a lot of people have seen. That's just like a fact. And Brett goes, <laughs> That's literally all they have to talk about. Charlie sees them talking. She goes in her confessional. She goes, run for the hills, girl. (laughs) And I was like, that is right. She goes, he's the kind of guy that would cry after sex. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I feel like he's not that kind of guy. Yeah, I don't think so. But I love that she's like trying to read him and I'm here to support. I'm like, (laughs) workshop the jokes, but like, you'll get there someday. Charlie. Seek help. For that comment, Dana. Dana. Yeah, uh, imagine say- that's all they ever say to each other. It's like he stands there going like, and then she goes, "You know, you're the hottest guy anyone's ever seen." And he's like, 
<laughs> it's bad. Later in the episode, he goes, no, come on. No. no. Then we cut to James and Brett talking about like being sober in the club. And James seems to have some perspective. Yeah. And, like when he's like, I can pull, hold this bottle of vodka. I don't have to drink it and then puts it down. I was like, okay, I'm like rooting for James. I probably wouldn't go to a club with like less than a month of sobriety, but you know what? Do you? That's him. He also, James sounds, he sounds gay or sober. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I hope that it finally like, yeah, we get to a level of realness about that, but it's going to take time. Brett is so threatened by Danica because she has his number. Yeah. She sees him for the real, for, and he is, for the, who he really is. There are people like, he is such the person that like, it's like those narcissists who like know that one person doesn't like them. So they're, they like go in on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're like, you will love me. You know? So he like, he's like, Hey, can we have a talk? And she's like, yeah, fine. What is there to talk about? Like this woman does not like you. Get over it. Get over it. Then James uh, and Lala go in the stew. Mm-hmm. We needed them back well, in the stew. Well, Danica has a great quote. They t- they're talking about. St- they're all talking about Sheena. And Danica goes, "Sheena says one thing and says another." <laughs> totally. Congrats Many to the team. People, <laughs> congrats to the team. Good read. Yeah. Lots of people say one thing and then. Moments later, they'll say another thing <laughs> called speaking. <laughs> Words Pretty come shit. out, make sentences. <laughs> um, yeah, they go to the studio in the valley. And uh, Lala, she's just like her walking into the studio. A, I miss Black Elvis. Like, where is he? Yeah. He was an integral part of early lala kent music career and i just like want him back in the mix but she just goes in and she's like hey fam and i just think that it's like very problematic yeah she goes what's up family how you be i went come again yeah and they're they're literally like hey (laughs) they're like paid to be there to like put up with her but it's also just like get a grip you're white. You're a white girl. Go home. Go home, Lala. Just be like, hey, everyone, how are yep. you? Oh, my God. It's so good to see you. You don't have to go, hey, fam, how you be? How you be? To these like guys yeah. who are like, hey, we're doing you a favor by letting you into our studio. Yeah. And you're, you're like paying them so they can't like be like, tell you you're <laughs> Lala is a crazy. place of rings. <laughs> she is in a place of rings. And then they sing a song, but then in one in one part, Lala goes solo cups in the front seat, which I was like, "You're sober, so yeah. like, why do you have solo cups in the front seat?" No, I don't drink. This is it. Wait, where did I, did I film it? Oh. I didn't catch that part. She said, but no, you know, I don't, I don't drink. drink. Okay. I was like, I just thought she was like glorifying solo cups in the front seat. And I was like, bitch, you don't drink. And I no, should have just sober. Anthem. That was that again. Uh, I'm sorry. Again. Again. Sorry. I'm sorry. 
Um, oh, it's just, James, and then James is like, is he's so, so happy to be with her. <laughs> he loves her so much. He's like, he loves he, her and I root for them. He goes, this so is kiddie. so Kanye. Yeah. They love each other. He loves her. I don't think, I don't trust her. I don't trust where she's coming from. I wrote like in my notes, I was like, is she, are they actually friends? Like, do it Sucks. seems like they're being chill and like making up and I root for their friendship. But well, also it's like very weird that Aunt piggybacking on this. She's like, so yeah, I'm going to the farm for the witches of WeHo party. And like, it must be weird that Lala is friends with all these people that they both actively hated at one point that yeah. were truly like hateable, awful people who Lala, were exclusionary to them and like rude. Yeah. Lala flip flops a lot. Lala wants acceptance. Like she wants to be, she wants to be a cool she's girl. Like, she's a girl who's very seduced by the matrix. She wants to be, she's like the younger, she's like the freshman who's friends with like all the seniors. Mm-hmm. She's like ditching all her friends to be with like the senior, like the cool senior crowd who parties. Yeah. Um, Lala talks about having drunk dreams, which I was like, mm, I relate to that. Yeah. And James related to He's like, too, oh my like, God, I have them too. They're so trippy, mate. Who's telling Raquel? And James, then we do a flashback of James being mean to everyone, and I forgot that James told Stasi she had a dildo up her ass. Just <laughs> so great. He was always pretty funny. Like sometimes I think if you're gonna pull together a more damning montage of like bad James behavior, I think you could do like when he fucked Jenna, like when he just chugged Fireball and then went home and like fucked Kristen's friend. Like him reading people was actually like one of the best parts of him drinking. For sure. In my he, opinion. He's good. When he when he would go into Jack's, that was always the best. Old man. Old man. When he's um, good, he's good. We cut to Sir. I, I I want more of Brett Willis. I don't know if that was Brett old Brett. I think that it was did. a different guy. That was old Brett. Fam. Mm-hmm. Hey fam. Was that old Brett? It, it is. Was. It was. It was. Old Brett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm wrong. Again. Him. He's hot. I'm tonight. sorry. Again? Again? I'm sorry. Um, Sheena's like... Why, though, is there a fucking B storyline about Brett being able to make a cocktail? That was like a fully serviced, like, part, really... beginning, middle, and end storyline. It, it was a real, real snooze. I uh, refute that's I I object. I object, reject you. I reject you. Um Sheena's like, hey, can we talk? So they go out to the parking lot and Sheena's basically like, Why the fuck didn't you text me when I was getting my procedure done and recovering from it? And Barack goes, You know, you were going a lot you're going through a lot with the eggs. No. Sheena gives so much to these losers and they give her the nothing. Eggs. The eggs. The eggs. The rings. <laughs> The rings. You ruined through a lot with the rings. Sheena She's goes, like, they're not saying anything. He's like, I just wanted you to be happy, you know? And she goes, not so not saying anything would make me happy. And then Brett goes so like, just like goes, come on. That's not fair. Sheena reads him like a cheap novel, but I wish that she'd just drop his ass. Like, you don't need people like this around you, Shishu. He's just really dumb. He's a really, dumb idiot. Really, really dumb. And more like friends who love you are gonna check in 
Yeah. And not just like lie to you. Like you don't need these guys approval. Sheena goes, I probably give too much in my friendships. And I was like, like, you do stop. Give more to yourself. The year of realizing things. And then Brett's like, he's like, so he's also such a gaslighter. Yeah. He just, uh, anyway, but then he goes, "Uh, I got to go back to my shift. He goes, but we'll be in touch. (laughs) He's going to circle back. All right. Circle back energy. Dana struts out in her sir dress that is truly coochie cutter levels. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how do you wear that? Like, I would feel uncomfortable wearing that yeah, short sure. of a dress, like on on the job. And then Sheena goes, "Are you still upset with me?" <laughs> <laughs> and then they talk for a while. And then Dana's whole question: She's like, "Why are you crying?" And it's like, yeah, it's an emotional thing. Sheena cares about you. And Dana just needs to like have respect. She literally sits down with Sheena in this alley and speaks to her as though she's her manager. Like as though she's the boss of Sheena. Yeah. Like, it's... I feel like we keep having these types of conversations and I just like to like not have them anymore. So like, pretty... can you work on that? And I was like, bitch, like get your shit together. She's, I feel like she's just like turned her grief. Like she's just she can't emote or anytime anyone she can't handle anyone else's emotions Mm-mm. her threshold is so low so like she gets mad if someone's upset or like emotional why were you crying why are you crying why are you and crying it's like, sheena's an empath yeah it. and like she just wanted you to have a nice time like doing it you was fucking solid like do, she is doing her best yeah and like you act like you're on this like high horse you're on vanderpump rules yeah. Ever heard of it? Yeah, she literally is like, like hey, I'm you setting, are not better than anyone. Sheena's like, I'm setting up a spike with that whole psychic thing. Like, I'm setting it up for you and you and you can spike it. Yeah. And she didn't take the bait. And Sheena's like, hey, I've been on this show for almost 10 years. I know how to play the game. I know how to make good TV. Follow my rule. Follow my lead. And Dana thinks she knows better. And Sheena's kind of like, what the fuck are you doing? We're on Vanderpump rules. We're on fucking like, Vanderpump rules. We're on fucking Vanderpump rules. If I bring and also, psychic, Dana, if you're, you're so you're mad. With vertical blinds. If I want to bring a psychic, a psychic in, a psychic in. to the psychic or yell at the psychic or yell, yell at, at someone. Yell at all me. you want to do, you want to scream at someone. I can read it all over your fucking face. Your auric field is like radiating. Like just let loose the rage. Let it out. Meanwhile, at the Beverly Center, oh, of course, oh the, of course, this like all comes to a climax at the Beverly Center. It was dark. This okay, so this amazing moment. Kristen walks in first. <laughs> Kristen walks in and goes to the catering staff. She goes, "Hi guys." No one says anything to her, and she goes like this. She goes. <laughs> Then she sets the stuff down and she goes, do you have any wine glasses over there? Hi, guys. Hi, guys. I was like, that's me. I love it. Chrissy goes, we're here to sell some wine and keep our nose to the grindstone. (laughs) (laughs) I Um, love that this is her keeping her nose to the grindstone is like drinking and getting paid for it. Yeah. Stassi and Katie come. They do nothing. They literally just sit there like fucking haters. Dowdy's they, won't like, even acknowledge, they won't even acknowledge Kristen. It's like, you guys, be normal. Like, even if I hate someone, 
but I have to do something with them. I have enough sense to compartmentalize like, yeah, we've had some problems, but now we're in business mode. So like, I'm not going to make this awkward and weird. I'm just going to be like semi like business fake to them and like get through whatever paid party that we're having. Like you're here to sell wine and keep the fucking grindstone. Like you can like this could translate into money. Like what about, I'm sorry. And also like for Katie Maloney to be like iffy on this, I'm like, bitch, you don't do shit. You literally don't have a job outside of this show. Everyone else has side hustles. You have nothing. So like, why are you poo pooing this? You need this more than anyone. Put your nose to the grindstone. (laughs) Suck it up. Suck a dick. Stassi immediately goes to the bar. She doesn't even say hi to Kristen. So mean. And so rude. Kristen and goes. Then get- I think Kristen reads her for being like. She's like, I love how Stassi like basically doesn't have to do anything in life, but gets like the most traction out of all of us. She basically says that. Yeah, she was like, all Stassi has to do is literally mention this on her social media, and she won't even do that, but she still gets paid. That would be infuriating. That makes me mad just by proxy. They get interviewed by Us Weekly. And Saucy like says nothing. I mean, I'm sure yeah. the interview lasted longer than that. And maybe it wasn't as awkward, but it also was like insane. I wrote iconic. Also, it is iconic. And I wish that Kristen, I think she should just take over this wine brand. She should. I think that's what's, I think maybe that's what she's trying to angle for. I mean, she clearly She's, cares about it, is going to put energy into it, and like people want to buy it. Like, also, Kristen is an actual a, witch. Yeah, she is a witch. She's like Madame she Just Mar- change it to like the witch of WeHo and like Bonk. sell the wine. Marcos. Marcos. Um, I said, yeah, I said she should stage a coup. Yeah. Take it over, babe. I would buy it just to support Kristen getting Thank those you. two succubi out of her life. <laughs> um, all the, the crew gathers. Ariana is wasted. And I love it. Ariana's shit-faced. You know, like, now all she... Like, the only way she can be on the show and interact with these people is to, like, drink excessively. Yeah. So that's, like, what she's going to do. Danica... Okay. Danica challenges Tom Sandoval to a softball game. Yeah, you, the you, were not, you were not into this. Look, as a former softball player... And bisexual, the softball game excited me, but as a viewer of Vanderpump Rules, it infuriated me because I'm like, this is like a cheap shot for yeah. like, n- if nothing going is going on to the point that you have to stage a softball game, like fuck off. Yeah, it's bad. I'll watch it, but I won't. I won't be happy about it. No, but at least someone will finally be cleaning the putrid bathrooms of either Sir Tom Tom. Yeah, because if you've been there, you know the bathrooms are never clean. Um, I just have to say there's this I there's this amazing moment where you see like a bunch of people talking and then all of a sudden Gina you just cuts it. it's such an amazing sound bite. Hold on. <laughs> I had a surgery and like no one called me and checked on me. It's just like a quick cut. I had a surgery. Um Bo looks at he's like checking in with Stasi about Kristen and he goes, are you going to invite Kristen to your birthday next year? And I was like, what reality are we in where like, that's a question. <laughs> like you are adults. 
you're gonna invite Kristen to your birthday next year and Stassi goes I don't know I'm like oh my god that's it's what you're in for but like he asked her a series of questions because like I didn't realize that Kristen was the one that introduced Bo and Stassi to each other so like and she's been friends with Bo longer than anyone and so, like, I mean, while it is also, like, annoying that Bo would just keep asking her questions, it's also insane that Stassi is at a work event and, like, can't just be like, hey, can we not talk about this right now? Like, I just don't, like, handle it in a normal way. And instead starts crying and bitching and eventually working yourself into such a tizzy that you're screaming at your boyfriend during a work yeah. party. Who's going to propose to you the next day? Who's literally like, why are you fucking asking me that? I'm like, it's like, what are you talking about? Like, can you not just like communicate normally and be like, I don't know. Like, I'm in a really weird place with her and like, look at, like, make a joke and like, move on. Like, you're at a work event. Like, this is your job right now. Like, a side hustle that you're making bank off of is to have, like, you're at a party that someone else paid for. Go mingle and talk to people and like, sell your stupid, shitty wine. What's the problem? Who she, are sp- you? She, she sees Kristen talking to Bo and she turns to Katie and she's like, this is weirding me out. And then Kristen's literally pressing him again, being like, why is she your priority? I live and for I Kristen. Like, I live I'm for like, it. And I know that Kristen... overstepping. <laughs> oh, for sure. And you know there's a small part of Kristen that's like doing it. She knows that she's getting under, under Stassi's skin. Mm-hmm. She's, she knows that that hint of like the betrayal in the past with Jax is still... So she's, like, kind of tapping into that and getting her hooks into it, and I love Oh, it. absolutely. Because also, it's like, this is the this is the cycle that they love to play out, is, like, Stassi and Katie are ignoring her, so she knows the only way that she can get attention is to, like, talk to Bo and act, like, into yeah. him, and, and then Stassi will engage with her. Yeah. It's, like, it's psychotic, but it's an effective way to get Stassi to, like, notice you and engage with you. Yeah, she's she's like deeply obsessed with Stassi. Yeah, and then she goes, Bo comes up and she immediately starts getting weird. And she goes, are we still friends? Then he's like, yeah. I can't. He's like, I can't. Like, are we friends? Yeah. Can I come up to you and give you like a huge hug like in the past? No. He's they like, like kind of a weird. It's weird. It's they really not. weird. And then Kristen goes, they're he's like, <laughs> she goes, so you're afraid of her. <laughs> Which I was like, yeah, yeah. as he should be. She's a fucking cash cow. Do you think they fucked? Like, before Stassi? Maybe. They have, I don't know, I get the little bit of that. Oh. Hey, fam, do you think they fucked? I guess that's a yes. Yes, I bet. Maybe. Yeah. No. It's like, yes, she always yes. like a... <sighs> I mean, it's only about her. She goes, so you're afraid of her? So you're afraid of her? <laughs> Kristen's Blair Witch. She's Heather and Blair Witch. Kristen is the fucking Blair Witch. <laughs> when you go into the woods of Massachusetts, you walk and walk and walk and end up at a brick house and you go inside and Kristen's there. I love that face you just did though. She goes, so you're afraid, afraid of her? Are you afraid of her? And then Saucy finally, of her. Saucy instead of scowling in the corner, walks up. And then Kristen turns around and she goes, I'm just trying to talk to my friend. 
She goes, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Hmm? And Kristen goes, I'm trying to talk to my friend. And And Zazie goes, my boyfriend? Such a weird thing to say. And Kristen goes, inappropriate attitude at a wine party. And she walks away. This is an inappropriate conversation now about a wine party. I love literally me at any given time. I'm trying to talk to my friend. I love that. I'm trying to talk to my friend. She knows exactly what she's doing. Yeah. She does. She likes to like poke at people mm-hmm. until they give her the reaction. It's like she registers anger at as the same as love. Yeah. So it's like, even if someone's screaming at her, it's better than them ignoring her. Yeah. All she wants is Stassi's attention. Yeah. So then Stassi just turns her rage on Bo and starts screaming at him and like scream crying. I was like, you're literally acting like a 12 year old right now. You're at your own, you're at your work event. You're You're at your own work event. Like get your shit together. And Bo, Bo starts, he like faux cries at one point. He goes, why are you so affected by this? He's like, (laughs) he goes, why are you so affected by this? I can't believe you're doing this to me. You can either go home to Kristen or you can go home to me. I'm oh, your person. Am I not? Am, am I, I not? not? Am, am I, I not? not? Am I not? And then she goes, I'm going Look home. at me. And she goes, I'm going home. And you won't away. even look at me. And then it keeps cutting. I'm your person, Bo. Am I not? Am I not? Am I not? And look the at drama, me. The drama of her am I not is like, she's making her so- it's like suddenly at the end of the Am I Not, she's realizing that maybe she isn't his person. Yeah. Like, bitch, you're fucking delusional. She's you're worked her. She's worked Beverly Center. Like, get it. Like, get over it. Like, this also, is literally your boyfriend. The truth came out when she said, Are you coming home to me or Kristen? I was like, You are living in 2013 right now. Yeah. Like, he's not. Yeah. He's going to be like, I'm going home to Kristen. I yeah. want to fuck Kristen. He's proposing to her tomorrow. He's literally your hu- like your husband. Like, get a grip. It was like, when she said, am I not? It was like different cuts away of each, am I not? 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 And then it, you see Sheena at one point going. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, I'm going home. That's it. I'm going home. Uh, I just wrote, whoa. I wrote, lol. And then. Great engagement. Sitting there in full catatonic ketamine, Katie is like, (laughs) she's like, she is, you know, she is. (laughs) Like, what? Like, Katie just lives to serve Stassi. She's like a full underling at this point. Mm -hmm. Well, she's just like, not even just, if my friend was acting like that, I'd be like, hey, let's like, take a break you're getting a little bit heated like let's go over here or like do you need to go to the bathroom or i'd try and like intervene and then i'd be like you're acting kind of crazy like you're really going but they don't have real friendships they don't have they don't in a real friendship like you could if that's one of your if that's your best friend you could take them inside and be like hey you're being fucking crazy right now stop like get a grip you would you're a friend if you're a real friend would chastise you a little yeah she's afraid of just be like Kristen is not trying to fuck Bo. I'm like, you just need to like, that's not what this is. Instead, she goes like this. It's okay. Yeah, she is. Just like dead eyed. 
You know, like sure. I know Schwartz has sucked the life out of you, but like, please bring something to the table. <laughs> please, please, please. Am I not? 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 Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. And he goes, why are you so affected by this? I was like, oh my God. Good luck to you too. A lifetime of happiness awaits, I'm sure. Uh, Chris and the, or Katie. Anyway. Carrie, thank you so much for being here with me. Laura, thank you so much for having me. Laura, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being a light in my life in these dark times. And thank you all so much for listening, for chiming in. Love you guys for chiming in, for telling us yes and no. And uh, I just wish you guys all love and light. Follow, follow Laura Carrie. Mars Marie. Follow Carrie at eCario. You can get SUP merch if you oh, want. Oh, yeah. This would have been our night in New York. So we're just so happy that we got to at least do something. And to be with you all on this is amazing. And it's yeah, my birthday is tomorrow. It's a great birthday eve. So. And we love y'all. Love y'all. Bye. I know I'm feeling Cause I know I know I'm feeling Cause I know I know